Welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, there is a social contract that dictates how you behave and how you act. And part of the things that I find fun about that is when I get to break that. I'll say something a little rude, a little obnoxious, and then I chortle and laugh when everybody like freaks out because they're, it breaks their rules. And it might be the perfectly acceptable rules of a regular society, or it could be the OCD-bound rules of somebody who's got a stick up their ass. But it's always my game. It's always I choose when I play and who I play with. So if I say something rude, it's calculated. It's something that I wanted to do. But what happens if I don't get the desired result and there's not a damn thing I can do to manipulate the situation? Like, kind of like slamming your hand in the car door. Nothing you say can stop it. It hurts. It stings. You might be cursing, but nothing you say can keep that pain from happening. Now, that's physical pain. Mental pain is when you're forced into a situation that you could see coming, but not until it was too late, like being in a mousetrap. You don't realize it until you're trapped and there's nothing you can do because you're the mouse. You struggle, you thrash, and you just know that impending doom is coming. Which might be a karmic thing. Lord knows I've got enough bad karma floating out there, but I've always said, people say karma is a bitch. Well, and I couldn't agree more. I have always thought that karma was a bitch. A lazy bitch. A bitch that does not carry its own weight. Because if karma even worked one out of ten times, we wouldn't need laws. Everybody would cover their tracks simply because... And karma shows up on a regular basis, and yet you know people. I know a couple of people that, and I don't throw this word around lightly, they are evil. And not a damn thing happens to them. The nastiest shit I've ever seen in terms of just fate slamming somebody into the ground harsh, like a prison rape. And it was one of the nicest people I've ever known. So karma really is kind of hit or miss, and more often it misses. But maybe karma takes a a carpet carpet bombing type approach to things. Karmically, it just bombs a square mile, and there's probably a couple people that deserve it in there, and we're good. Time for karma to go home. Job well done. But let's get back to the, the social contract. When people behave the way you expect them to, everything's ducky, everything's fine. But when people deviate from that, it's kind of like dealing with a mad dog. You don't know what's going to happen or where. You assume that they're not going to go ballistic. Because no matter how outside the norm people are, confrontation is is kind of on the, the last part. People don't look for it for the first step out the door. The first time you meet someone, they're not liable to go crazy on you. Unless drugs are involved. And at that point, I start counting teeth. I meet a stranger, I count teeth. How many teeth do they have? Are they missing some in the front? All right, they're probably on drugs. Now, is that me judging people? Oh, you bet your ass that's me judging people. Am I accurate when I begin just guessing and and judging people? Absolutely. Like in the high 90 percentile. Because there's a reason why they call it judgment, because you're basing it on an educated guess based on a number of different things. 
their appearance, their speech, their body language, oftentimes their BO. I got news for you. Anybody with serious BO, unless they're, they also stink of patchouli oil, they're unpredictable, might try to kill you. If they stink of patchouli oil, eh, they're a hardcore stoner, but that usually means they're kind of harmless. And in some cases, they believe they're an intellectual, but most I've yet to run into one person who stinks of patchouli oil that wasn't a moron in the long run. And one of them had a master's degree. So education is not a, a get out of jail, the, the morons get out of jail free card. In this guy's specialty, oh, he was a genius. In every other area of life, I've never seen a more inept person. But all of that rolled together leads us to today's episode. What if I don't need a new friend? On today's Caffeinated Humor. must have been a bad person in a previous life. I mean, like a, a killer or a, like an evil pimp or a circus clown, something like that. Because I am being punished with Leonard. Just to recap for those that are listening, Leonard is a lonely old guy. He's about 90 or so and seems to view me as a drinking buddy to cons- commiserate with over coffee. Great. Also recap, I happen to be in the Starbucks that's in a bookstore, so it's not really a Starbucks, but it has the logo from Starbucks, but they run it by the bookstore people who don't know anything about Starbucks. Now, here's the thing about Leonard. I really have little in common with somebody who was born before the Great Depression, but that does not stop Leonard. You know, they serve free trade coffee here. Ah, geopolitical economics. Great exactly what I'm looking for when I'm trying to write. Best to play dumb. Do they now? I sip my coffee and I stare blankly at the wall. Time for a Leonard-style discussion about free trade coffee, which means he talks non-stop, and if I try to interject, he just doesn't hear it. So here's what I learned. The U.S. is the largest consumer of coffee, drinking about a fifth of the world's coffee bean crop every year. I'm trying to figure out how much that of that fifth I'm responsible for, and the answer is not pretty. Free trade means that the coffee bean buyers deal with small farms directly, not dealing with the greedy large farms that don't pay their workers fairly. Now, even a shitty paying job can feed your family, especially in a third world country, and the great big coffee bean plantations, they employ about 10 times the amount of the small farms. But I'm sorry, I'm getting away from the story here. And then he also muttered something about eco-friendly bullshit that I could not make out clearly, but he seemed pretty negative. Now, I am what I like to call a narcissist consumer. I'm cool with wherever it came from, in whatever circumstance, as long as I get my coffee. Could have been harvested by children under slave conditions. I'm good with it. And before you groan or begin to judge me, do you have an iPhone? Then you're living in that glass house, folks. Now, I won't even make the standard request not to email me or to, to leave a comment. Some of you insist on that cowardly bullshit and you don't give me a way to respond to you publicly. I mean, at least have the decency to do it in a comment section. Uh, the blog always had one. As for the podcast, 
you'd be shocked. I'm getting even less responses there. I mean, if we're going to rumble, I'd prefer to do it in a public setting. And I know, my viewpoint is shallow and it's kind of cruel by omission or cruel by what I said. But at least it's honest. Like emotional water off a duck's back. I've searched my head and I found no conflict. Now if you do, by all means, climb the barricades tomorrow. With my blessing, make that change. And yes, I'm talking to the man in the mirror. Michael Jackson said it well, but I believe he was under indictment when he first sang that, so make of it what you will. I've often wondered what it would be like to have that sort of conscience. It looks like it's a lot of work, and let's be honest, I have a lazy streak by nature. I mean, I know people who do have that sort of desire and drive and they want to change the world. More power to you. I do wish you all the luck. I just want my coffee hot, delicious, and at a good price. And back when I had an iPhone, eh, I liked my iPhone. Time for coffee. Hope you liked today's episode. I know I did. Do me a favor. If you liked it, even if you didn't, listen to more episodes. Put it on the background. Let it play like white noise. Just something to help you sleep at night. Anything. I need you to listen. Share it if you can. Support it if you can. Thank you. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.